What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you again for listening. In a previous podcast, we talked about how to think for success. I think we called it Don't Think Like the IRS. Um, Today, we're going to talk about the habits of highly successful people. Again, I was in sales for um, a number of years, over a decade, uh, became very successful. My brother, same thing. My brother's still in that field, very successful, top regional manager for the company. He won a Stevie Sales Award, which is a national sales award for sales director of the year a few years ago, uh, beat out some top people at Adobe and, and uh, different companies. Um, so here's a little background on just things that we've picked up along the way. And I truly believe, obviously, this isn't a podcast for success in sales, but principles that I believe everyone will benefit from if you stick to them, if you decide, hey, this is what I'm doing, uh, I'm not changing it. And I'm gonna lay th- I'm gonna lay some groundwork, some foundations in my life. So we'll start at the t- top, and I think probably the most overlooked and most important uh, habit of a successful person is have a routine. You know, the just even having a routine, even a bad routine, but having a constant routine, having a sleep schedule, having an eating schedule, waking up in the morning, and having uh, a a uh, same pattern of a day is a good thing for you. Um, they've done studies in patients with mental health issues, and a lot of time they sleep on all different schedules. They don't go to sleep at the same time. They don't have breakfast, different things. So this is my, um, I'm not saying have a bad routine, but but just talking about even having an abnormal sleeping routine disrupts your um, uh, the rhythm of your sleep and makes it where you're not, you'll be uh, there's there's opportunity for more anxieties, more anxiety. Obviously, as believers, we believe no anxiety. The Bible says, "Be anxious for nothing," but some practical things that you can do to help along the way. A a your brain will thank you for having a good routine. For me, though, a good routine is specific. Number one, it's get up early. Uh, millionaires don't wake up at 10 a.m. Millionaires wake up early and they seize the day, even though. Um, I don't like that saying. I've seen people with those tattoos, carpe diem, see, I mean, seize the day. Um, it is an important thing, waking up early. I wake up earlier now than I really ever have. Maybe there was a time I woke up at 5.30. I'm waking up at usually 6 o'clock every morning. This morning was 5.50. Um, wake up, I exercise. Uh, I go running in the morning three times a week. I'm training now for a half marathon. Uh, these are the things I talked about in the last one of like choosing to do the difficult thing first. Um, uh, but learning to love it at the same time. Um, but have a routine. Wake up Wake up early. Uh, even eating a good breakfast, something that's rich in protein, is good for your brain. Fat is brain food. So eating things that are high in fat, but good fats, not like, hey, I ate a donut today. It's, it's, it's pretty fat, and uh, I'm happy with it. Like eating something that's good fat, avocado. Um, I don't, I'm not a big fan of bacon, but avocado and uh, um, something that's high in fat. A normal breakfast for me is eggs, chicken sausage, maybe some avocado, but eggs and chicken sausage, something that's high in protein and a good amount of fat. So have a morning routine. The the reality is with anything that you're going to try to do, um, if you don't, um, if you don't, anything that you're going to try to like gain ground in, if you don't add it to your schedule, it won't happen. So I talked about that, I think, with the goal planning one that I did a while back where I talked about you have a goal, right? Let's just say your goal is to lose 20 pounds. You have a plan. Your plan is, oh, I'm going to exercise 
I'm going to eat differently. I'm going to cut out this, 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 and this. Uh, but then there's the routine of it. Like you actually have to schedule it in. If you just say I'm going to exercise, but you don't actually pick a time of 5.45 p.m. after I get off work, I'm going to exercise on Tuesday and Thursday. Believe me, it won't stay as a part of your life. Um, the most successful and people who get the most done are ones that even plan their day down to the minute. Now, I don't do that, but plan down to the minute. But for me, a, a normal day when I was at um, the job I was at, wake up at 6 or 6.30. I think at that time I was waking up at 7. Wake up at 7, drink coffee, read from 7.15 to 7.45, pray from 7.45 to 8.15, eat breakfast at 8.15, shower at 8.30, um, listen to preaching while I shower, uh, by nine, I'm ready, hang out with the family, um, uh, so on and so forth. Right. So this was like the, the routine and it was that scheduled six days, six days a week, Sunday morning, sleep in till seven thirty, an extra 30 minutes, wake up, coffee, breakfast, prayer, excuse me, coffee, breakfast or coffee, Bible, prayer, church, a little bit of snack before church. And then um, just destroy a big lunch on Sunday afternoon. That was like the routine. But have a routine. Take a notebook and actually write your routine down. For many people listening to this, it's not abnormal for you to stay up till 2 a.m. and uh, wake up at 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. Now, if you're, there are people that I talk to who are business people who wake, who stay up in their best hours of work is, Hey, I've got kids. The best hours of work are like when the kids are sleeping. So at nine o'clock, I talked to someone who's like, Hey, at nine or 10, like the house is finally quiet. I work till sometimes three o'clock in the morning. It's my best hours of work. If that's you, I'm not telling you you have to change it. If it works for you, it works for you. But for many people, the, the midnight to two o'clock hour, the 10 to two o'clock in the morning hour is, is not the most productive. It's Instagram hour. It's, um, words with friends. It's, video games, it's Netflix, it's whatever, right? Goofing off. It's meme time. Just watching meme, looking at memes for two hours straight. So um, use your time wisely. The Bible says to redeem the time. That means like uh, trade it in and get it back. Like uh, make the most of this time that you have. Redeem the time. Um, Number two, so number one is have a routine. Number two is be accountable. Be accountable to your standard and to others. Uh, you know, setting the right standard is so important. We'll talk about this later on, but being accountable to that. I was talking to someone recently and said, you know, it, it doesn't really matter if you have to, if you don't feel like you're that disciplined of a person is to use other people to your benefit. You know, when I, um, when I, uh, was what the, the Lord spoke to me a couple of years ago to give my car away. I had a mini Cooper at the time. And it, I think I talked about this in that in dangerous prayers is one of my, our most popular, um, uh, episodes, but talked about praying dangerous prayers. And I was driving to church and I prayed and I said, Lord, I want more skin in the game. Like I want the, the kingdom of God to mean more to me. And I prayed that. And then I got in church and the Lord said, give your car to that person over there where I just decided I'm not going to chicken out on this. The Lord spoke to me. And so I just went over and I talked to them and I said, um, Hey, I'm going to give you my car and I'm putting myself on the hook for it. Now the car's yours. I just need a few days to figure out how that practically works. Right. Um, and so, and so holding yourself accountable. So I've had people even say, man, I'm going to tell all my friends that I'm losing weight. If you see me, I'm not going to be eating corn chips. If you see me eating fried foods, call me on it. If I'm not going to be on Instagram for the next month. If you see me on Instagram, call me on it. Whatever you're doing, if there's something that you've struggled, like just make yourself accountable to somebody. What is your standard? Let someone else know and, and make yourself accountable. When you, 
people, we should be as Christians, men and women of our word. So if you commit to it, I would do this. I would drive home and I'd be like, all right, I know when I get home, I'm going to be hungry, but I'm, I'm not going to eat. So I would say it out loud. I'm not eating food when I get home tonight. And then I get home and I'd want to eat something, but I'd be like, well, I'm a man of my word. So I, I'm, I can't do it. So be accountable uh, to your standard and then to others. And then number three is do more than the minimum. Man, this is such a big one for me here. Being, being able to teach in the Bible school, I see people and I can almost, um, I can almost like tell just by talking to someone, if they're a minimum person, just by the way they talk. Cause a lot of times they talk and they're like, well, you know, I had to read my books and I had to go to work and they say I had to a lot. And that means it's compulsion. Not I want to, for me, you'll never hear me say, oh, I have to go to work. It's, Hey, I'm going to work tomorrow. Or I get to go to work. I use that language on purpose, man. I get to go sell today. I get to wake up and I get to go do this. I get to go to work today. I get to go be in the ministry. I get to go do a hospital visit. I get to, this is a privilege for me. But being a person who does more than a minimum, I see students who maybe they're just not used to reading, but now there's required reading at Bible school. And so they're reading EW Bounds on prayer. They're reading these different books. And, and you can ask them and you'll be like, so what books are you reading? And they're reading their required books. Are you reading anything else? No, I'm not reading anything else. When was the last thing you read in the Bible? Well, I was doing my required reading in the Bible. Like just very minimum, minimum people. I'm going to do the minimum and that's it. And that's such a, that's, that's really a, a, just an upbringing thing or even like a bad habit, a laziness habit that they've learned just as a principle to be someone who goes above and beyond. If I had six books of required reading in a quarter, I would be reading a seventh book that I'm choosing, something that I'm interested in. And it doesn't even need to be a book on theology. It could be a book on leadership by somebody else. It could be, man, it could be a book on uh, something that's just a hobby, not like a, maybe like a comic book, but like, Hey, this is a book on something I want to learn about. I want to learn about cartoon. I want to learn about cartoon drawing, right? I want to, I, I, I like drawing or I like baking or I like whatever. So I'm reading this book, but something that says, I'm not just someone who does the minimum, someone that goes above and beyond. If you're, if you're, if your boss tells you to work till nine 30, you work till 9:31. you work till nine 33, you go something a little bit extra. When Troy and I run in the morning, we run and there's the intersections kind of mark like, hey, this is a mile, this is a mile and a half, this is two miles, and then we'll turn like we'll run down to that and run back. So today we ran to this intersection and it's two miles, and so it's it's a four mile trip, right? But we run to the intersection and Troy's got me doing this now. We run to the intersection and instead of stopping right there, we cross the intersection and cross and go back. And so we don't have to, it's actually an inconvenience, but we do it just to say, I'm not just running to the intersection, I'm crossing the intersection and I'm crossing back to go back home because I, I go w- one little extra step. At the end of the, the, my run, my last, when I turn onto my street, my last like 50 yards, I sprint the last 50 yards because it's just a thing of like, I finish strong. So that's another thing that successful people do is they don't do the minimum. Whatever the minimum is, be a person who just goes above and beyond. Those little inches make a big difference. And then number f- number four, um, and this is an interesting one. We could spend a lot of time talking about this, but understand, successful people understand that they can't have everything they want whenever they want it. And so it's make being willing to make sacrifices. You know, you hear, th- you know, in an ide- people say things like, in an I- ideal world, I could eat whatever I want as much as I want never work out and still be in shape. Well, the reality is, is this is not an ideal world. And so if you eat whatever you want, as much as you want, whenever you want, and you don't work out, you are going to be in a shape. It's going to be a rounder shape, right? It's still a, a circle. It's still a shape. An apple, a potato, 
right? It's still a shape, but um, you're not going to have what you want. And so it's the same thing in life. People, man, I just want to like chill. I'd love to like work two days a week and make a ton of money. The, the likelihood of that happening is slim to none. And so it's making a decision. Do I want, do I want to have, be gratified now and be lazy now? Or do I want to work hard now? And you may actually find that you'll fall in love with working hard. And then you realize, man, I don't actually like being lazy. Being lazy, it's not, it's not cool sitting on a couch five hours a day watching TV. It's not cool. Like there's things to be done. You could be learning a skill. The time you've spent on the TV, you could have learned an instrument by now. You could be giving drum lessons on the side because of how good you are. You could be benefiting somebody. You know, you could have learned another skill, whatever it is, even if it's something that you're not planning to make money off of something that just adds to who you are as a person, man, I'm, you know what? I'm actually really good at drawing. It's one of the things that I do. This is, I'm not, this isn't me talking. I'm not very good at drawing, but it's something that you've added to. So, so, uh, being, being someone who understands I can't be, have whatever I want now and later, you're either going to have what you want now and later be forced to do something else. People who are lazy now get to the point where like parents are kicking them out of the house and then they have to like figure it out. So figure it out now. Hey, I want to be in shape. For me, when I was 20, I wanted to lose weight because I, I was starting to have knee problems. And I stopped and I'm like, I have knee problems now. My knees are hurting. My shins are hurting. It's 240 something pounds. And I'm like, at 80, my knees are going to be crushed. They're going to be in terrible shape. So I'm willing to take 50 days and lose weight to have a better knee situation. And so what are you willing to get up? What are you willing to give up? And that's why I talk about that a lot, becoming willing. Like, is it actually worth it to you to have maybe four months of a hard life when it comes to food, losing weight, being super strict, going to friends' birthday parties and not eating what they're eating, like being on a rigid thing to have the next 10 years of your life be healthier. When you're 70, be healthier. Are you willing to give up the MSG in your diet, right? Are you willing to put the Pringles away for the rest of your life? Are you willing to do it to have a better quality of life? Are you willing? You know, once you gain the knowledge of how to do it, there's so many people who are 400 pounds that know how to lose weight. They just aren't actually willing. When it comes down to it, they don't want to be willing. And they're saying, you know, I'd rather be unhealthy at 70, at 60, have bad knees, have a bad back, then be disciplined now for the next six months. You know, six months of your life, if you're even way overweight, if you're 150 pounds overweight, six months will change your life. It's just going to mean six months of being extremely disciplined. But it's deciding, am I willing to do this for what's ahead? And so it comes down to being willing to count the cost. And then uh, number five is don't ever give up. We could spend a lot of time there, but if you start something, finish it. And then number six is be excellent. And so I asked myself, if Jesus was going to come in today, I started work at nine, if he was going to come in at five and grade me on my work, and I knew today was the only day he was going to do it, what does that standard look like of my work for him? And then that's the standard, and that's what excellence is. And then you work up to that. Everyone who's a millionaire, who's successful, and is successful doesn't mean a millionaire. That's not how you judge success. We've talked about that before. But people who have success in business and make good money, they have a standard of excellence. And so as Christians, we're called, whether we're millionaires or not, we're called to have a standard of excellence. So choose to be a person who's excellent. Thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Um, Share this. This is a huge help for us. Think of three people who would benefit from this and just click uh, share and just text it to them. You can text it right there from within the 
from within your uh, podcast app. Thank you for listening. We love you. Appreciate you listening. Reach out to us on Instagram if you haven't already. Uh, Share the podcast. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys soon.